What's up, it's Jay Hood. This time of year, everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit, but what about all the basketball? When I throw down on NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to download the app now to get in all the holiday hoops action sign up with code wmvp place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any nba team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do only a DraftKings sportsbook with the code wmvp if you or someone you know has got a gambling problem crisis counseling referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER 21 or over illinois only eligibility and deposit restrictions apply bonus issued as free bets eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms i love my DraftKings when it comes to the nba especially with the christmas games coming up as well man DraftKings is the place to go make sure you use that promo code wmvp try it let me know whether or not DraftKings and you are on the same page it's awesome let's talk about the bulls in the nba right here on fast break bottom line is joe we're we're not escaping competition okay we need to compete a whole lot better on the defensive end of the floor and that's five guys being connected i think some of the maybe the dialogue however you want to finger pointing guys is i think guys trying to hold each other accountable to to doing things at, at a higher level and you know i can switch to zone i can switch to different pick and roll coverages but if the compete level is not high enough collectively as a group out there it doesn't make a difference now obviously they made some shots tonight but i would unlike the the nick game where i thought we contested really well we gave up two things we gave up the rim and i talked a lot about our defense being built to protect the rim and then we also gave up threes so we have got to collectively you know on the possession compete at a much much higher level why do you think this team is not as connected as it needs to be why yeah um, because we're not playing for each other. Simple as that. I mean, um, you know, it's uh, um, somebody told me that he was right. Uh, it's easy to talk about sacrifice, but if somebody else is sacrificed, it's easier to talk about it. But when it comes to you, that you have to sacrifice for for the team, then it's a different story. You know what I mean? Then it's tough to, you have to accept it, but it's tough. And everybody needs to do that, you know, um, because um, to be on the same boat, everybody's playing for the same colors, for the same team, from the same for the same city. And um, that's why we, we have to sacrifice for each other, you know, to make a better play, to make a better defensive stop to screen somebody to make a swing swing pass to the if you have a good shot if you swing it somebody have gonna have a better shot you know what i mean this is it's 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 a detail small details and in this league you know everybody can beat you you know we we can see that i know you all are all confident that it can happen but what does it take to happen at this point in the season trust I think so that's the big, the big thing. Trust. We have to trust each other defensively. That you know we're gonna be in the right position. That rotation is gonna be there. And in, in offense, same thing. Spacing. 
set a good screens. Yeah. When you get in, make the right pass play, and only like that you can you can build on. You heard from Billy Donovan, the head coach for the Bulls, and also Goran Dragic of the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are 11 and 18. They've lost their last four, and we're talking about it right here on NBA Fast Break. What's up? It's Jay Hood. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. Of course, we're brought to you by DraftKings. As always, we love your feedback on my Facebook wall, facebook.com. Look for John the Hood or Tweet Jay Hood on Twitter. Yeah, the Bulls lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 150 to 126, 150 to 126. Here's what's so disheartening about that. There was no Carl Anthony Towns. There was no Rudy Gobert playing for the Timberwolves, but yet McDaniels and Anderson and Reed and Russell and Edwards all were able to get the job done for the Minnesota Timberwolves in their victory against the Bulls. So two of their big guns out, but yet the Bulls still surrendered 150 points. There's a lot of reaction on my Facebook regarding the Bulls and what happened in that game on Sunday. We're going to review it. it we're going to review it here. I, I am just uh, uh, fit to be tied here. I cannot believe the Bulls ran at 150 points. It's one thing to lose games. You're going to lose games, and every team has a run. But the idea that the Bulls surrendered 150 points is just uh, unbelievable to me. They get swept by the Knicks. They lose against the Atlanta Hawks in just embarrassing fashion right at the rim where they had an opportunity to extend that game. They lost in that game 123 to 122. And then you see this game here against the Timberwolves. When you give up 150 points, there is something wrong. Hey, when you get blown out by the Knicks, a team that doesn't shoot the ball well from three, but yet the Bulls surrendered 114 points on one night, 128 points on the other, and now 150 on Sunday, there is a major problem. If you listen closely to Billy Donovan, there's a whole, whole, a lot in his press conferences. I could not wait to hear his excuses, his blame, his bulls explaining when it comes to this basketball team. I could not wait to hear what he had to say. I just gave you a little sample of what he had to say. And what I heard from Billy Donovan is not the same Billy Donovan that I'm used to hearing because Joe Cowley got under his skin, not in a bad way, but he led questions to Billy Donovan where he had to answer as honestly as he could without saying names about the lack of will on this basketball team to help one another, how this team is not tied together. Individuals on this Bulls team, but they're not playing as a team. You heard Goran Dragic as well. He had six points in 19 minutes of play. He's a veteran player, and you heard his honesty as well. This Bulls team is not together. And you start from the top and you ask the coaching staff led by Billy Donovan, how come this team is not together? How come this team cannot play better defense um, than they have? And the reason is, is because I've been saying that since Billy Donovan became the head coach of the Bulls team, but nobody wanted to hear that. People See, people are so enamored with offense. And I understand it's the NBA. We're all enamored with offense. Who can be able to put up some terrific numbers and who can lead a team? You know, who are the fourth quarter heroes in the NBA? All that, right? But you see, this Bulls team is a max effort team. A max effort team, meaning that they have to do a lot of things right. They have to check a lot of boxes in order to win ball games. So we can look back uh, a week ago Saturday and look at how the Bulls played against Dallas. Well, there was no Luka Doncic in that game, and the Bulls scored at will against the Dallas Mavericks. 
So what's the excuse for the Bulls when they can score well against Dallas without Luka Doncic, but down the other hand, you're pretty much healthy, but yet you give up 150 to Minnesota without their stars in it? Okay, so now we get to the blame game, right? And so many people are saying, well, this is all on Billy Donovan. When Billy Donovan came through the door, I knew that Billy Donovan's teams were not about defense as much as it is just playing hard, playing smart offensively, and trying to outscore teams. I saw that at Oklahoma City. But see, this Bulls team, based on its roster composition, was never one in which you thought, well, okay, who's going to be the two or three defensive stoppers along with uh, their offense that can help this Bulls team? I, I, I mean, all over the floor, from Vucevic to DeRozan to Patrick Williams to uh, Zach Levine to uh, Jones Jr. to White, nobody's making any stops because everybody's got to say, hey, where's mine? I got to get my offense in first. Got to get my shots up. And as Donovan astutely pointed out in that press conference, he's talked about how it's not about your offense. 126 points in this league is enough for you to win games. But when you give 150 on the ass end of games, this is what it looks like. And so you might have your favorites as a Bulls fan and you say, well, Hood, I mean, DeMar DeRozan's that dude. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, 29 points you see at the end of the game, 29 points and six assists and four rebounds. Uh, But who's DeRozan guarding? Uh, Where is he getting better defensively? Where is Levine getting better? You see, without Billy Donovan saying it, I know he's talking about Zach first. Because no matter how much money he's making, he's the leader of this team. He's been here when the team was terrible. And now all of a sudden, Levine can look at the box score and say, yeah, I got my 22. I got my points. Yeah, but you are giving up a shit ton on the other end. And so I look at this team and I saw this team as a team that should go and take another step in the playoffs coming in because I thought, okay, it's a stacked East uh there's a possibility that Lonzo Ball will return. This is my thought in September. Hey, maybe Lonzo comes back, and all of a sudden, with Levine securing the bag, with DeRozan, they can be able to work together. Patrick Williams take another step. Uh, the Bulls making some noise uh, at the deadline. And maybe being able to add some veteran presence to this team. I know this team wasn't going to be good defensively. I didn't know they would be this bad where they surrender 150 points and getting beat down every night. And that's what's happening. You're slip sliding away quickly at 11 and 18. Here's some some questions, and I'll get to some of the comments on Facebook because it is a long, long thread of you, the Bulls fan, jumping in about this Bulls team. Here's I'm telling you what the problem is. Now, here's the solution from my standpoint. This Bulls team is going to stay as is. You're not going to make any moves this season as far as taking one of the big pieces like a DeRozan or a Levine off this team. Because at 11 and 18, it's bad. Imagine if you took DeRozan off this team, what it would look like. Now, for those of you that, again, and it's just, it's so annoying to me that anytime that you have a little bit of underachievement, you have to quit because this is the sports society that we've built. You know, if you are, if you're a bad basketball team or if you're a bad football team, that if you have a little adversity, ah, quit, fold your cards and try to start over again. And here's the thing, when it comes to uh, the top draft picks in the NBA, um, the Bulls are never going to be as bad as the Charlotte Hornets. The Bulls are never going to be as bad as Detroit. The Bulls won't be as bad as Orlando. And Orlando's actually getting better. They've won their last six. They're trying to dig themselves out of the, the toilet of the Eastern Conference. So when it comes to trying to get 
uh, so one of the top picks in the draft. The Bulls, as as is, won't be as bad as a uh, rebuilding Houston or San Antonio team. They'll be, if you know, they keep playing like this, they'll certainly be in the top 10. But you're not giving the number one draft pick. Because I know that that's the whole thing. I mean, we're not even at Christmas yet. And people are saying that you should just fold your cards and, you know, just start over. So as if people don't remember how bad it was to see a team struggling, trying to find out whether or not they're going to get free agents to come to Chicago or whether or not their draft picks are going to work out well. Uh, you know, like Dale and Terry, you know, because he's making a big difference for the Chicago Bulls team now, right? As a rookie. See, this is what I'm talking about. I, I, I've never been one to say, just quit. Yeah, you know what? You're 11 and 18. You're not going anywhere. Just say, okay, so do people remember how bad that is to be able to watch a team that just can't win? And then you're hoping that a, a star comes to your team. Maybe that happens, maybe not. That you will be able to be, hit luck in the draft. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. I mean, that's the whole thing. And of course, this team was built for veteran talent to try to win now. If that was the case, if it was about young talent trying to manifest itself into something, Billy Donovan would not be the head coach. We do recall, and again, for some, whatever reason, some sports fans, and especially Chicago Bulls fans, have a very short memory. Do we not recall that the reason why Billy Donovan is here is because they get rid of all those guys from the previous regime, those young players that were quote-unquote um, you know, guaranteed uh, playing time. I mean, that was fine from the previous regime under uh, what we saw from Gar and Pax, but they were, they, Billy Donovan came in here to coach veterans and try to get into the playoffs. And the Bulls got to the playoffs last year, but it's a very stacked Eastern Conference. So what I'm saying is that this Bulls team has to be able to just hang in there and continue to find a way out of this because Billy Donovan isn't going anywhere anytime soon. He's not. He just got an extension, a secret extension, but he got an ex- extension nonetheless. So he's not going anywhere. So either this team is going to figure it out. They will find a way to be able to play together or they're going to make some trades and they're going to add better veteran talent. This team will not be saved by Ayo Desumu or Alex Caruso. Uh, this team will not be saved by uh, Goran Dragic. It won't be saved by Derek Jones Jr., and you know what's really disheartening? And again, I don't expect any deals to be made. It's going to, this, what we see is what we get. You know, it's interesting. And Will Purdue talked about this on the postgame show on NBC Sports Chicago. Very uh, typical of the Karnaschovas Eversley regime. Things don't go well, they disappear. Karnaschovas uh, was asked to speak to the media about the state of the team. No, I'm not talking about it. Karnaschovas, very similar to other organizations that just won't talk. Like, ah, you know, things aren't going well, so we'll just hide. And then bitch about the coverage, uh, I'm, from what I understand, up there on the west side. They read the, the clippings and get and bitch about how the team's underachieving, but yet you won't come out and talk about it. Yeah, I find that interesting. 11 and 18 is not good enough. And Billy Donovan, this is about as testy as he'll get as far as how his team has performed. He says, I can have all these different defensive looks, but if, if the team does not want to be able to conform and work together defensively, he, it doesn't matter what defense he throws out there. The Bulls are still going to relinquish a lot of points. I, I just think it's interesting. I go to my Facebook wall, Facebook.com, and just read some of the comments from Bulls fans or those that are just, you know, Watching this debacle, it just it's insulting. It is bad basketball. As my radio partner David Kaplan said on Monday, he said to me, he goes, "They just quit. They just flat out quit against Minnesota." Um, 
I talked to Michael Grady, the voice of the Timberwolves. I was talking to him um, earlier today as I record this at um, 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon, Central Time. And he was telling me, he said, Hoodie, I just, uh, he couldn't believe how poor the effort was by the Bulls. Uh, especially defensively. He was calling the game for the Timberwolves, and he was really uh, surprised at how the Bulls played um, and did not give effort. The competitiveness, the lack of competitiveness called out by Billy Donovan. I mean, now he's challenging the players to the press. Now, how does this get better? Uh, Again, Billy Donovan isn't going anywhere unless he quits. And, And so... Um, this team has enough talent to be able to play better, but 150 points is unfreaking acceptable. You just can't play like this in this league again with two stars out for Minnesota. I'm just looking at my Facebook wall. Like Lance Thompson says, tank for uh, Wimby. I'm talking about Wimby Yana. I mean, so that's not happening. That just doesn't make any sense because the Bulls will never be bad enough to be able to get him from all. Um, from everything that I keep reading here, he's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft, and he is an amazing player, but he isn't going anywhere um, to the Bulls, uh, maybe Houston, uh, maybe San Antonio, uh, but not the Chicago Bulls. So, again, just it's amazing how fans just want you to just quit. Ah, things aren't going well, just quit. It just I see a lot of this here. Um, Torion Johnson says, uh, new owner, let me get after that too. For those of you listening to this podcast and think, well, you know, the Bulls should just change owners. You know, things aren't working well, they should change owners. If you were owning a team and your team was underachieving, would you sell? It's just dumb. Just dumb. Like, yeah, sure. We'd just Jerry Reinsdorf should sell because you are unhappy with this year's team. Okay, this is the same owner that uh, was presiding over six championships in eight years. Yes, this is Mike. This is Michael Jordan's team back in the '90s for sure. But uh, the owner of the team was Jerry Reinsdorf, and so despite whatever you think of Reinsdorf as the owner, he's the owner of this team. And so until he's ready to sell or he's going to have hand it over to his son, it's not going anywhere. Because if you were a billionaire, would you sell just because your team's underachieving? Get up out of here. Um, Brian Murray says that it, Jay Hood. He says this is going to get bad in a few weeks and. Arturis Karnaschovas and the team will do nothing but ride it out. I would trade everyone for picks and young players. Denver wants DeMar. Okay, give me Porter then. Oh, of course, because they're just going to – a good Denver team is going to hand you Michael <laughs> Michael Porter for DeMar DeRozan. A young player for a, a veteran that is uh, not versatile enough to be able to knock it down from three. I mean, he's a good player as far as the mid-range, but yeah, I would, yeah, that's a good trade. Trade a young Michael Porter for DeMar DeRozan. And if the Knicks want Zach Levine, give me picks and Obi Toppin. And for Vooch, get picks. God, Brian, I'm glad you're not the general manager of the the Bulls. (laughs) Uh, Steven Taylor says, first, it doesn't make sense to tank because the Bulls don't own their pick. Number two, we're stuck with Donovan for four more years, so get used to this. Uh, new owner, new coach, that's not going to happen. And stop the excuses that Donovan makes some trades. Uh, stop the uh, excuses uh, that Donovan makes and start making some trades. Some thoughts from Steven Taylor. He says, you don't trade your most consistent player in scoring and games played. Talking about uh, DeMar DeRozan. But, I mean, listen, I, I, anyone can be traded any time. Let me just make sure that that's clear. Uh, I just don't see the Bulls trying to dismantle what they started because they're off to a rough start before January 1st. Um, the hope is that they could turn this around and be a playoff team this year. Um, but, you know, I, I would 
I would agree. Like, this team needs to figure out how they can be able to guard somebody, stay in front of somebody. There's been too many embarrassing games already this season. And, and so and this comes from primarily a defensive end. Offensively, I don't have a problem with the Bulls. But if you can't stop anybody, you can't win in this league. It's as simple as that. I mean, the, the, the Knicks were the worst three-point shooting team in the league, and they swept the Bulls. So that means that the team is not tied together defensively. Let's see what else is going on here. As I scroll down here, Jonathan Post says their hands are tied. They built a flash in the pan roster. They can't even tank this season because they have no first round picks for the next couple of years. Some thoughts from Jonathan Poe there. Um, I scroll down. Um, Anthony Johnson says get rid of Zach Levine. He's got no impact on games. Well, yeah, his impact. That's. Untrue. He does have impact offensively. Um, I, 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 my question about Zach Levine is, is that why is his, sox, uh, his shot selection so poor? Do you realize more times than not that if Zach Levine just drives to the basket and get to the foul line 10 or more times, unless he just doesn't want to do that, but just hanging out on the three-point arc or just hanging out around the perimeter all the time is not good enough. When you're at home or on the road, Zach Levine has the ball in his hands, the lion's share of the time, and the ability to get to the, to the basket because he is a really good driver to the basket. I don't know why he won't do that. I don't, I don't know if it's the knee issue or his unwillingness. It's just that when you continue to just dance around the perimeter and not wanting to go to the basket when you could control the game that way, I just think that that's strange. I think his shot selection at times is just very questionable. Uh, Jim Lexa says, so much for the uh, player development personnel additions this team supposedly made under the new regime. Yeah, the player development personnel additions uh, is is a good point. Um, Kenny Williams, my UIC Flames basketball partner, says, why was Billy Donovan given an extension? He deserved an extension. The Bulls got to the playoffs. There's no, I have no problem with Billy Donovan getting an extension, but if this team is not going to get any better... Uh, then that is a personnel issue. You know, I, I'm not one for just firing coaches in this league after a couple of years just because the general manager screws it up. You know, and Billy Donovan is a top shelf hire at the time. But at the same time, if it's a Billy Donovan team, it should be built to be able to score a lot. And, and it should be a team that has enough versatility to be able to make stops when you have to. Um, so... You know, I have no problem with Billy Donovan being the coach of this Bulls team, um, but I think it's about time that he st- stepped up after a four-game losing streak and said, hey, you know what, we do. We have a lack of competitiveness. Okay, now that you call it out, what are you going to do about it if you're the coaching staff? What can you pull out of this team for them to be able to be together? Ron West says, Levine hasn't seemed happy since DeRozan has led the team in scoring. This, uh, this goes back to last season. Uh, he plays defensive he only plays defense only when he feels like it, and that attitude is uh, stifling some of the other players and coaches. He will likely uh, bring a great deal back in a trade as soon as they can if, he, if he's going to be traded. This is some of the things that Ron was saying. Well, I mean, you just signed him to a deal, and now you're trading him? <laughs> like, so let's just put it this way. You take Zach Levine off this team, what are, what are the Bulls? Yeah, some of the stuff is just, you just look at the league and you say, okay, just say that Zach Levine's not here and you, you trade him for draft picks. 
or you trade him for a, a bench player and draft pick, something that would match, right? Okay, so then what are the Bulls? The Bulls without Zach Levine are, are what? Uh, Washington? That have a 10-game losing streak as we record this? They're Orlando? What are they? Are they Oklahoma City? Are they the Lakers? Uh, yeah, that, that's To me, right now the Bulls are in 11th place. I understand that, even with Zach Levine. But I would say that the chances are that the Bulls will be able to compete for the play-in at the very worst with Zach Levine on this team. Because at some point, what we're seeing here is not what we're going to see when we come March and April. I'm just saying right now, when I'm reading this, it's just like, you know, you know, blaming Billy Donovan, yes, he deserves blame. Blaming the players, yes, he does, uh, he all, they also deserve blame. How they're not playing together. I don't know if they've had a team meeting or not. But it just, to me, it's just a bunch of players going in a whole bunch of different directions. And they are not tied together. And as is, if this team was tied together, it's a max effort team. And when I say max effort, it's different than, say, the Milwaukee Bucks or the Boston Celtics, in which you can have an off night and still win games. Uh, It's different than uh, even the Memphis Grizzlies, who's off to a terrific start, or a veteran-laden team like the Phoenix Suns, or even the Denver Nuggets with Jokic. You know, there are times that you can look at and say, okay, well, you know, we didn't play our best, but we found a way to win. We didn't need max effort to be able to win games because you find a way defensively or someone steps out of the norm and is able to hit some shots. So it's not about max effort for some team. For the Bulls, it's everything. If they do not play together, they don't win. And this is why we're talking about a four-game losing streak, 11 and 18. But again, there's a number of teams that have, have losing streaks. I'm looking at them right now. A number of teams. Like the Pelicans, one of the best teams in the West. They've lost their last three. That happens. I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, and I'm seeing you know, teams uh, like the Toronto Raptors have lost five straight. Wizards have lost ten straight. Uh, Charlotte's lost eight straight. I mean, so you're going to go through ebbs and flows in a season, but just the way the Bulls have been losing <laughs> against teams that don't shoot the ball well from the outside. And then giving up 150, it's just, it's just not good. Yeah, and, uh, and again, I'm reading through this and uh, some of the comments and just, I just do not understand the, ah, you know what, uh, just, just tank. As if you really want to live through that again. I do not want to live through that. Absolutely not. It's so funny. Last time we were together for this podcast, we were talking about I was celebrating the big men, right? I was giving Anthony Davis a shout out last time we were together because this is the Anthony Davis that we've been waiting to see from the Los Angeles Lakers, a guy that was scoring a lot of points and available and more so than the points, the availability. He was out there and he was balling. Come to find out from Dave McMenamin yesterday and Adrian Wojnarowski that Anthony Davis, Lakers center, who has been playing his most dominant basketball in years, is expected to be sidelined up for multiple weeks with a right foot injury. This man is the glass man. He gets injured so often. Davis underwent an MRI on Saturday after leaving Friday night's victory against the Denver Nuggets. Davis had appeared to tweak his right foot after his lower leg collided with Nikola Jokic. Those two were in mid, the midair and near the basket in the first quarter, and then Davis did not return to the game after halftime. It's unbelievable. Anthony Davis, what could have been, I could say that right now, what could have been with Anthony Davis, he's been injured so often. 
he's had a really strong impact on the Lakers as of late. And then you see this. He is averaging 27 points a game on his career uh, right now. Uh, let's see. 59% shooting so far this season. 12 rebounds, 2.1 blocks. As a matter of fact, that 27 points that he's scoring is a career best. And now he's sidelined. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, it's just the Lakers can't get out of their own way because Anthony Davis is supposed to be the guy to lead this thing. And it's not working out for them at all. All right, my friends, thanks so much for checking out uh, this uh, NBA Fast Break podcast. I just had to just talk to you about this, and I'd love to get your thoughts on Instagram, IGJHood, Twitter.com, TweetJHood. You see what's going on with this Bulls team. Now you tell me, do you think that the Bulls should just tank? You think the Bulls need to figure it out by themselves? Do you think Billy Donovan should be fired? Can I just tell you, this whole tanking thing or the the Bulls firing Billy Donovan, none of that's going to happen. The Bulls have to figure this thing out, and it's not going to get any easier. The next game for the Bulls will be against the Miami Heat, who have scuffled a little bit here, but they're still a formidable team. That's at Miami, then at Atlanta. <laughs> the nightmare that is a State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Last time we saw them, right at the basket. What does Billy Donovan do? Billy Donovan does now put an extra defender on there, and then Little Hawk, Adrian Griffin's kid, goes up and gets the lay-in for the win against Atlanta. Then they take on the Knicks again on the 23rd of December, and then on the 26th back home against Houston. So they are in the middle of a four-game uh, road trip, lost to Minnesota, Miami, Atlanta, New York, and then Houston, and then uh, Milwaukee on December 28th. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I know that Kendall Gill keeps saying, hey, you got to bring, bring a point guard in here to harness everything, bring in Derrick Rose. Yeah, because Tibbs is just going to help the Bulls, right? Go ahead, Derek. Go help your old team. This team, as is, sucks. It doesn't mean that they're going to suck by the time we get to the spring. But right now, their defense is horrible. And they have shut it down, on the, not just for themselves, but on the coaching staff and everybody else. Can the Bulls get out of this thing? 11-18. and 18. Well, hope that you have a happy holiday. <laughs> Next time we'll talk, we'll preview the uh, NBA Christmas games. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm looking at here. Yeah, the Bulls are not part of the Christmas schedule. But of course, we are brought to you by DraftKings. Use the promo code WMVP for DraftKings. And we'll talk next time on NBA Fast Break on Under the Hood. Thanks so much for listening.